Hey guys, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike, and welcome to another iteration of 5-Minute Reviews. If you missed the last episode where I explained what this segment is all about, you may want to go back and listen to that episode real quick because the clock has already begun. So let's get into our next 5-Minute Review, Terry Gilliam's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Now, I should start off that this episode can probably be considered a what am I missing as well, because this is the first time that I've actually seen this film. Listeners of the show know that I like Terry Gilliam and his style, so I went into this film with high hopes and expectations. What I got, though, was, well, disappointing. Starting with a basic plot of the film, a journalist, Johnny Depp, and his attorney, Benicio Del Toro, are tasked with writing a piece about finding the American dream in Las Vegas. What follows is a two-hour drug-filled exploration that focuses on the failures of the counterculture movement of the 1960s, as well as how people are changing the meaning of the American dream. The film is Gilliam's auteur touches all over it, producing a strange and wild ride from start to finish. With that being said, guys, I have to be honest with you all. The film was a huge disappointment for me, and it pains me to say that. Despite having amazing visuals paired with a spectacular and memorable performance with, from Johnny Depp, Fear and Loathing is a classic case of style over substance. When this film was released in 98, a lot of reviewers picked up on this idea, saying that the film was pointless and devoid of meaning. Now in my research, I've heard people defend the film by stating that the point of the film is to have no point. The American dream that Depp is searching for doesn't exist. It's been forged and twisted into something unrecognizable. Now, I can see merit in this assessment. However, the film is just about two hours long, and 120 minutes is a tremendously long time to pretty much say nothing. So, all in all, I found that the first 15 minutes were extremely gripping and great, and they really set the tone for the film, but then the magic suddenly turned into a slow and repetitive mess. Roger Ebert actually had a pretty interesting and, uh, albeit a very accurate phrase to describe the film. Quote, The movie goes on and on, repeating the same setup and same payoff. Depp and Del Toro take drugs, stagger into a new situation, blunder, fall about, wreck havoc, and retreat to their hotel suite. Now, with Depp's stream of consciousness uh, and narration thrown into the mix to try and, albeit very unsuccessfully, make sense of the whole mess, that's pretty much the whole film. It follows that formula pretty much to the T. Now, I don't want to say that everything about this film is bad, because there are glimmers of genius and greatness throughout the film. For one, Gilliam's style is willfully strong and unwavering throughout the entire film. Although I found most of the film being crazy just for crazy's sake, I thought the visuals and cinematography were very deliberate and well executed. Watching interviews with Gilliam talking about this film, he had a, he said he had lots of collaboration when it came to the drug-induced segments of the movie, and the care to attention is present when viewing the trips. Now, although I did not like the film, Gilliam poured his heart and soul into this project, as he does with every single one that he makes, so I appreciate that. Now, the other positive that I must bring up is Johnny Depp's performance. Saying that Depp did a fantastic job is an understatement, and honestly, this was one of the main reasons why I kept watching the film. His performance as what is essentially Hunter S. Thompson is mesmerizing and deliberate. From the bald head, which Thompson actually shaved himself during the production, the distinctive wardrobe, the interesting duck-footed walk, the cigarette holder, to the ubiquitous manner in which he speaks, Depp took a huge risk with this role and really gave it 110%, and boy does it really show. Despite the film being a disappointment to me, Deb was something to give nothing but positive praise and remarks about, and honestly, I'm surprised that his performance wasn't nominated for any awards. Now, actually, I take that back. Depp was the winner of the Russian Guild of Film Critics Award for this performance, and believe it or not, that was the only award that I could find that he was 
nominated for and that he won. And it's a damn shame if this was the only award that he won for this film because it definitely deserves recognition. So all in all, guys, I was disappointed and let down by this film, which is a shame because I typically like the sur surrealist work by Terry Gilliam. And if you don't believe me, check out my review on Brazil where I praised it for the same reasons. Like I said before the film, uh, the f like I said, the film has no point and is played by the following the same repetitious beats throughout the entirety of the duration of the film. I went to this film really wanting to like it, and I tried my hardest to keep giving it the benefit of the doubt. Throughout the film, I kept saying, this is building this something, something grand, and uh, this big revelation sequence at the end. Just give the film the time it needs to tell the message. But when the credits rolled, I felt like I was cheated and wasted two hours of my time. And although the film is a technically a great movie, it's narratively and tonally flawed. So as much as it pains me to say this, I'm going to give Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas a 3 out of 10. I wanted so desperately to like this film, but it just wasn't there for me. So, sorry Mr. Gilliam, maybe next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amateur All Tours. Cover design was created by Sarah Jacobs. You can find more of her work at our own website, Digital Adventures. The opening theme, Dreams, is composed by Joachim Karid. This composition was found using a Creative Commons search. As a small plug, go check out both Sarah and Joachim's work. They're really great and deserve the attention. If you want to drop us a line, which we full-heartedly support, please feel free to contact us at our email, theamateurautorspodcast at gmail.com. Remember, that is one word. You can also find us at Twitter at amateurautorspod. Once again, thank you for supporting the show. Stay tuned for more episodes, and thank you once again.